Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where we blow up the news on a variable scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. I just want to talk basically about a lot of things that's been going on in entertainment, from movies, television, everything that's happening now with all these new shows approaching um, for the fall lineup. San Diego Comic-Con just came and went this past week, and a lot of things, a lot of news have been brought to everyone's attention if you know you're not familiar in the comic world and a lot of movies are pretty much summer's pretty much over with the summer movies star trek beyond ghostbusters suicide squad is um approaching but i just want to basically just talk about the comic con in san diego there was a lot of news a lot of information for uh the three-day event um friday saturday and sunday if you were privileged enough to be in the San Diego area or live in that area, you pretty much went to all the shows. And I always say New York is like the bastard stepchild of San Diego, but we, in New York, when I was living in New York, you didn't really get as much detailed news as you would in San Diego because everything happens in Cali. But um, there's a lot of, lot of news in the Marvel front, a lot of news on the DC, WB, television. You know, there's a lot of is a lot of nooks and crannies, but I'm just gonna break a little bit of rundown of what appealed to me. The there's um Kong Skull Island just came out with the trailer in San Diego Comic Con. It's being brought to you by Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures, and it's almost like a reboot rehash of King Kong because now King Kong and Godzilla, they're gonna combine them eventually to have one awesome movie together, where King Kong versus Godzilla, which they had a movie back. Who back in the day a long time ago I don't remember the exact year but it took place a long time ago and now they're going to have King Kong versus Godzilla which I think is going to be phenomenal but the start of the movie is going to it's called Kong Skull Island and basically is I guess the reboot of King Kong and you know if you see the trailer it's pretty interesting and it doesn't really give too much away you know you don't really you don't see King Kong really but um it's gonna be i think a lot of character driven drama and kong is gonna be you know spotlighted but that looks pretty good there's also dr strange trailer which you know has benedict cumberbatch um chuatel echiofor tilda swinton that trailer looks phenomenal almost have that inception feel to it and it gives marvel it's gonna look very different for marvel when they come out with it it's has the like i said inception it has that gothic feel to it magic powers spells it looks pretty good um if you've definitely seen that trailer check it out on youtube it's really good also for the shows you know you have arrow the flash supergirl legends of tomorrow the dc cinematic universe on television which all the shows are connected with each other certain actors are going to be on every single show they have contracts to be on every single show katie cassidy john barrowman they're all going to transition from show to show to show i think that's going to be pretty good it's gonna it's uh, there's a lot of things that are happening in the dc fronts for television so that's pretty good supergirl got renewed 
don't know about Callista Flockhart coming back. The budget is going to be a little bit low. They're going to be shooting, I believe, in Vancouver as well. So there's a lot of stuff happening on that front with television. Superman is going to be on that show as well. So there's a lot of talks of introducing Batman and Batwoman in it. I don't know how reliable that's going to be, but that's going to be very good. Also, Kevin Feige talks about casting Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. You know, Brie Larson is very, very, very good actor. And, you know, she's getting her just due as Captain Marvel, which I think is excellent casting. If you've seen her work in Room, you know, the, the, this girl can act. So definitely look forward to that. There's also news with Suicide Squad. I think they showed a little bit of... Uh, um, a little clip from the Joker. I think he was um the cast was on Conan O'Brien. They showed that. And you know, you get you know, you hear the more sinister yet morbid laughter of the Joker, which is very, very chilling and very terrifying. So um you definitely have to check that trailer if you haven't seen it yet. Gotham also was announced. You know, I'm not really a fan of Gotham to this day. I have not really watched let's say two episodes i've probably seen one episode i have not watched even remotely not seen any gotham show at all but um you know it's coming back for a third season and a lot of people are happy with that whoever are fans of gotham god bless you um Marvel have a new opening logo they just showed and they announced. It's pretty cool because instead of showing the comics, is basically they're basically they show a little bit of the comic crawl, but is also seeing um, clips from all the other Marvel movies that they had going on. So you see Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, you see Anthony Mackie as Falcon. So you know you, you you're seeing other movies. So this is basically showing you that this is the cinematic universe, you know, which is. Is, I think pretty cool because you know when you see a Marvel Studios movie you know even if a person who's just going to the theater hasn't seen a Marvel Studios movie you're watching it and you're gonna know that oh this is part of Marvel you know so you're, you're gonna see Doctor Strange and you have no idea who Doctor Strange is when you see the Marvel Studios logo and you see Captain America and Iron Man you're definitely gonna know that's part of that franchise so I think it's pretty good what they're doing with that the way they set it up also the netflix trailers um for luke cage and iron fist huh, <laughs> it looks phenomenal i think um mike coulter is excellent as luke cage um i think the netflix is very gritty very realistic base and you know what i like about the netflix shows especially daredevil jessica jones is is based out in new york city hell's kitchen area you know almost like hell's kitchen is the center of the universe but you know it's gritty new york it's real new york so when you see the Netflix shows, um, you'll see the actual New York City. It's not a backdrop. It's not like uh, The Strain where New York, they have exterior shots and the whole thing is filmed in Canada. This is actually in New York. So the trailer looks pretty good. Also, they had a little teaser trailer of The Defenders. Well, you didn't see the whole cast, but just show you the lettering, newspaper clippings, and the logo for The Defenders, which looks really good. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh... Black Panther news announced. Um, you know, uh, there's well, well, let me just I'm getting off track, but for the Netflix shows, um, Luke Cage is going to premiere in the fall, Punisher is going to be part of that lineup, I think, next year, and um, Daredevil also as well. 
Also, the trailers for DC films. You've seen the trailer for Wonder Woman. You've seen the trailer for Justice League, which looks like two phenomenal masterpiece movies. I think this is going to go a long way when you actually see these movies. Um, whoever really wasn't a fan of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, you know, I personally liked the movie. I didn't think it was that bad. You know, it's a comic book movie. Everybody looks too much into comic book movies. You know, this is not Gone with the Wind. You know, they're comic book films. But um, I was a fan of Batman vs. Superman. But people who, you know, said the movie Batman vs. Superman didn't have any laughter, didn't have any, you know, comic relief. This movie looks like it has a lot of comic relief. And Bruce Wayne sort of has that, you know, he's brooding, but... He has a little Tony Stark snarky remark comments when talking to Ezra Miller as the Flash, and you know you see the, you know the clips of uh, Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman's trailer, and you know everybody in this film looks badass, and from the little snippet of trailers alone looks great. Star Wars Rebels looks phenomenal. Grand Admiral Thrawn is now part of canon in the Star Wars um, universe. Who knows if he's part of the movie or not. You know, he has the same costume as General Krennic. So there's a lot of lot a lot of things going on with Star Wars Rebels and you know the whole Ezra has a haircut and Kanan's blind and you know there's a lot of things they're gonna incorporate. This one is gonna definitely set up Rogue One. So definitely looking forward to that. There's a lot of things that are new stuff that are approaching, you know, the preacher, it's on television, um the Walking Dead trailer phenomenal trailer you don't know who dies because you don't really see anyone from the original cast that was lined up in that trailer so you know it's like pick your poison i have a feeling glenn is gonna bite the dust fear the walking dead not really a fan of i'm just i guess i'm just watching it just to watch it because it has the walking dead you know trademark in it but i don't know i just can't get into that show man it's just the characters are just seem I just want them all to die. Like, it's weird because I care about the Walking Dead characters. But Fear the Walking Dead, they haven't made me care about them. Especially, you know, the the, the, the actors. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, um... Oh, I forgot his name right now. He was also in, um, the Die Hard movie. Um, Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis, that's his name, yes. Cliff Curtis, I'm a big fan of his work. Um, he's okay as the patriarch of that show. He's the Rick of that show, I would think. Um, the other actors, you know, Ruben Blades is good, you know, and Strand is pretty good on the show, but other than that, it's it hasn't really got me. I'm definitely gonna try to watch season two. I've been missing out on a lot of television lately, but I'm gonna try to watch season two and see, but I don't know. It's just it hasn't really caught my attention, you know, at all. There's a lot of news out there. You definitely could check it out on uh, different websites. You could check out what news breakdowns, rundowns they had in San Diego Comic-Con. Um, check them out and um, let me know what you guys think. And on with the program. My guest today, he is the FTW mainstay. He is the man, the beast. He's the Fury Rage, John Rage Lesser. John, man, how you doing, man? How's everything going? How's it going, man? I'm doing a lot better. Yeah, man. For the uh, yeah, I was gonna tell you for the people out there. Tell tell everybody what happened to you. I'm sure everybody knows, but tell them what happened. Yeah, um, June 12th, I was in a match. It was an outdoor show, and uh, they. Uh, going out after my opponent, I was wrestling uh, Gary Green. I went outside the ring, went outside to go get him, and freak 
ankle. Oh my god. So um yeah, you, it was a bad dislocation. Oh um so um the moment that happened, um you still continue with the match because I didn't see the match. Um did the match stop? Um actually what happened was uh no it didn't stop. I mean I, I counted out. Uh, yeah. Um the referee was outside the ring at the time also with me. A couple of guys from the back came out because once they realized I wasn't getting up, you know. Um it was it was just one of those things where, you know, it was a freak accident. It couldn't happen it could have could have happened anywhere, but it just so happened to happen right in front of everybody and you know. It was pretty devastating to my uh, family that was there. Because at the time, my daughter actually got to walk me out to the ring that day. Wow. So it was, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty emotional time. Dad just needed to uh, retire after that. No, so nobody's to blame for this, right? There's no blame anywhere. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know, a couple of guys were like, you know, like one guy that set up the show. It's like, oh, you know, I feel like it almost it's my fault because we didn't put it indoors. I think if this could have happened with me climbing up and down a ladder at home in a house or something, you know? Yeah. I know, it's just kind of crazy, though, like, out of everything you do for a living, you drive a car, you're home, you're a working man, you know, it's like a slip from the freaking mat thing, you know, it's just so crazy, right? It's so, so, exactly. It's just so weird how that happened. I mean, what, what, with what you put your body through in the ring. Yeah. And then for, that, for something like that to happen, it's basically you just doing a normal thing, you know, you're just stepping down on the ground and boom. Yeah, it's, it's so shocking, man. Um, but I'm glad you're okay, man. Yeah, everything's good. It's getting better. Yeah. And, you know, you was talking about retirement at one time, so um, retirement is still in your window or that's out the window now? That is out the window. Uh, my son and daughter have actually told me that that kid's coming back, so... Uh, I guess it's a short retirement, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to jerk around fans and, you know, oh, this is another one of those, I'm going to retire, I'm not going to retire. I was going to retire. Um, it's just that, you know, retirement sucks. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there, you're listening to your friends and, you know, your other workers and stuff, and they're all like, hey, you know, I just did this, and we're traveling here. And you can't get rid of the bug once you got it, the wrestling bug. So it was a matter of time that I was going to come back. Yeah. Um. What are what percent are you right now? Like, um. What is how 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 good are you healing? How how good is the ankle now? I would say I'm probably seventy percent. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm able to walk around. I took my first uh, couple steps two days ago, or actually a day ago, yeah. and uh, you know now I'm able to get around without the crutches. I have a, a one of those uh, boots on. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to get around a little bit at a time, but then I got to sit, you know. Uh, I would say probably by October I should be 100%. Wow. Um, did you lose, like, a lot of muscle mass on that side of your leg, or? Um, a little bit, but I'm not too nervous about that because I know once I hit the gym again, I'll get it all back. Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, um, I had you before on the show with Conrad Thompson, and then, you know, we were just talking about wrestling, but um, take me back about, you know, with uh, John Lesser. How did you get into FTW, and, like, what made you, you know, at you know at an at a older age, wanted to become a professional wrestler? Um, well, it's always been a dream. It's yeah. been in the back of my mind to want to do that, um, you know, ever since I was a kid. Uh, once I got married, had kids, you know, you put everything on a shelf, and you say, yeah. okay, well, we'll you know, this is what I'm doing now, full-time dad. Um, my son got a little bit older, and 
we were out uh, at a show that I took him to one of the wrestling shows around the neighborhood. And one of the guys, we were going into uh, the show, and if I was a worker or if I was a fan. Mm-hmm. And my son laughed. <laughs> and uh, when he, you know, I told him, oh, we're, we're fans. We're fans. So he goes, oh, all right, all right. He goes away. And my son goes, see, this is what I told you. You guys have to be a progressive. You look like one. So I said, ah, we'll see. So my son was the one that started to ask questions. He asked the guy, you know, how do you get into wrestling? Where do you go? Blah, blah, blah. And this guy told us, oh, actually, there's a really good school. It's FTW. Why don't you go there? You train with this guy, Earl Kuda. He's really good. And that's how you start. You know, contact me. Give us a sudden number. And the whole nine yards. So my son was like, come on, do it with me. Do it with me. We'll both do it. So yeah. I was like, all right, well, let's give him a call. We'll, we'll find out about it. So we both went in. We both started training. And uh, my son at the time... He had a bunch of other things that were occupying his mind as far as like college and uh, uh, get a band time and a couple other things. So his number one priority wasn't that. And the, the thing with wrestling is just, it has to be your 100 priority pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it has to be the main thing you're trying to do, especially if you're just starting. So I continued going. He, he stopped doing it and I just continued going and that's how it started, man. Oh wow! And um, going to Earl Cooter School, um, you know, there's a lot of wrestling schools out there. Um, you know, there's some big names, some not so big names. Um, what what was it about his school that stand out to you guys? Um, I guess it was just because uh, this person had recommended it. To be honest with you, at the time, because I didn't know nothing about the schools either. I didn't know who was out there, who was training. I didn't know how many schools were in New York, kind of thing. Mm Once I, once I got there and I realized, I mean, it was like, uh, it was a decent crowd of kids there, but it was a, I felt like it was a more one-on-one kind of thing. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was actually in there with us, and he was showing us, you know, he taking us by the hand on just, had, you know, like when we first started going out of roles and all that, but he was there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of gave you that feeling that, all right, you know, this is pretty good. I'm actually running from the guy that's running the school. He, he knows what he's talking about, you know what I mean? So kept doing it and it was just one of those things you know oh was there like a lot of young kids in your classroom or there was a lot were there people there older than you or younger than you like was you the oldest one in the class like how how was like the the class group yeah i, I was the old man in the class <laughs> um yeah you know you kind of it's it's weird it's like at first when i first got that i felt like out a little out of place because i knew i was older you know yeah um I guess that was the one thing that kept me from trying a lot of things in the beginning was because I would always think of my age and it wasn't until like maybe a few months in that I realized, you know, age is a number. That's it. You mm-hmm. know, how you feel inside. And even, you know, Earl Cooter, whoever else you had teaching at the time would come in and he'll say the same thing. You don't wrestle like a 40 year old. You're in there like one of these young guys, so stop bringing up your age with certain things. You know? Yeah. Um, who was your biggest influence to become a wrestler? Was it basically your son? Or did was it like watching guys on TV to become a wrestler? To live your childhood dream? Well, it started out, like I said, I was, I was always a fan. I guess, I guess um, my idols as a kid growing up were uh, Jimmy Snooker, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. My influence at, the time, at that point in time was definitely my son. Your son? Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy because, you know, father and sons do a lot of things together, like the little baseball games, and he'll cheer them on, but you actually went with your son to a wrestling school, and then you ended up becoming a professional wrestler. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I have to thank him every day because it's one of those things, it's a dream that I always had, and I wouldn't have done if it was any 
myself and just thought about it every day. Oh, I could have done this, I could have done that. Oh, look at that, I wish that was me kind of thing. But, you know, thank God my son got in my ear and off in the right direction. Oh. How would you how would you best describe your ring style? What is your ring style like? Uh, I would say more of like a grappler. Uh, Yeah, and um, was you always like what? How did you? I always wanted to ask this. Um, how did you came up with the gimmick, the the whole rage thing? Like, was that always a part of you, or was you just John Lesser? Like, how did that the whole rage came about? No, actually, um, it was during our first match. My son and I had no one had his first match, which was I think his only match at the time because then he had left. Uh, first to a Royal Rumble or Battle Royal at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sneakers, cut off jeans, <laughs> and, you know. So I mean, I was, I was basically a totally green, you know. So the thing was, when I was going into the ring, we were getting ready and, and going to the show. I mean, and uh, I said to myself, you know what? I want to stand out, but I know I'm going to be in there with like 30 other guys. Yeah. So I decided to do makeup. I said, you know, the face paint. I figured not everyone's doing it that I know that's going to be in there. There was a few, like maybe two or three other guys. Yeah. Um, but I figured. No. wrestling as John Lesser or John Rage Lesser at that time too? Well actually at that time I was thinking that I was considering myself called Johnny Rage. Yeah, Johnny Rage okay. Yeah, so then I just dropped the Johnny and just kept the Rage. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Because if you know anybody's been to an FTW show, there's you know there's a lot of wrestlers that stand out, but you know you have that Ultimate Warrior, Road Warrior influence, and kids love that. I always, you know, as a kid, I always loved the Ultimate Warrior. I love Demolition. I love the Road Warriors, and you know, it's like that '80s childhood where you love a painted face wrestler because you know they could take a lot of punishment, and you know, you know they're insane. So was that like also an influence too? Because you know, you love the Warriors and um, the Road Warriors and Demolition. Yeah. It was definitely um, what I was geared towards, and, and actually, sometimes I'll even sit there and study some of their stuff just to see how they react with certain opponents in a ring. You know, because if I get in there with a big guy like myself, it's, you know, it's easy to do because you kind of know how to react with each other. But if you get in there with a smaller guy and you got to carry a match, sometimes it can be a little more complicated on what you can allow this guy to do, or what he can do to you, and how to make him look good also. So you know, so I, I study those guys. And see how their uh, their influence in a match. Okay, I know how to put it together when I have mine. So, but that's definitely an influence. Well, 
Yeah. Um, how would you describe yourself in terms of like your personality and attitude? Because, you know, if people meet you, they see a picture of you, the voice doesn't match the body and, and the face. You know, I, you know, I told you that when I met you, like it doesn't match. It's just so crazy. You don't know, like you, you know, like your attitude and your personality. Because talking to you right now, you seem like a regular, like a, a business type man. But then, you know, if if somebody wants to see a picture of you, you know, they like the voice doesn't match the face. Like, describe your personality and attitude. Like, how are you like? Well, the way I put it in wrestling is it's kind of like uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. On the cape and the mask, it's not gonna happen. You know? Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm usually a calm guy. You know, I, I do have a, uh, an anger issue, but I've learned to control it to where, um, you know, you really got to step over a line with me. Uh, most of the time, it's, you know, I look at people and I say, if they're going to do something that's not right, usually it takes a little bit of time, but they wind up getting punished on their own because it's something stupid. You know, uh, I might want to jump into violence meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, really, it takes a little bit. Family so somebody messes with the family, I lose my temper, but... Um, other than that, I'm approachable. I'm a nice guy. I love kids. I love animals. Um, yeah, I know. It's just crazy because even in your wrestling, like they, you know, they always paired you up with a legend, or you always were like paired up with a legend. Was that by by accident, or that was always like that? You know, you was always like paired up with somebody who's like a, a big time legend. No, I think I think um, the promoter just saw something in me to figure that I'd be good to work with some of these, you know, older guys. You know, I, I don't, I'm not that technical. I'm not that, uh, you know, I, I don't go jumping around the ring and do crazy air assaults and you know, all this other stuff. I think what he saw was basically let's see how he does. And I think the first one was uh, Hacksaw and Duggan I got paired up with. It was yeah. a short match, but um, the crowd loved it. You know, yeah. they thought it was great. And then from there, it just took off to where, you know, Just Incredible came up and uh, a couple of the guys, Bulls Mahoney. And, and we just, I worked very well with them, you know. I think it's also my age, I'm able to listen. Yeah. These guys are the legends. They're the ones that you listen to. Yeah. And I think a lot of the younger guys maybe don't have that respect or that, that type of thing inside them yet to really listen because they just want to show everything. Yeah. Not all guys, but, you know the common thought of the young guy is like, oh, I just want to get out there and, you know, put everything out there and maybe it'll be a chance to do something. What are your Rage fans like? Um, Most, I'll be honest with you, I attract most kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say they're probably from 10 10 years old and up, maybe. Yeah. Mostly mostly kids. Uh, I mean, it's bad like I said when or like you said, it's that 80s style superhero character. Yeah. So um, I think that totally gears towards kids because they're still in that stage where they're, you know, they're reading the comic books or watching the cartoons or whatever, and they see these guys, and I come out and it's like, whoa, this guy looks like he just came off the page of a comic book or something like that, or you know, who is this guy, you know, kind of thing, and they just they they gear towards it. And uh, I was lucky enough to realize that from the beginning. So uh, that's how I kind of gear my character towards it, that age group. Uh, who's been your toughest opponent so far? I'm sorry? Who's been your toughest opponent so far? That's a good question. Um, I would probably say, I would say Gary Reno. Gary Reno? He's, he's, yeah, he's my age. And uh, he's been in the business a lot longer than me. Mm-hmm. So he knows a hell of a lot more. But uh, he, uh, 
he was he I mean not not to say we worked well together but he he was he was good you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it depends on how you how you look at it if I'm looking at it like uh, like a worker and you know I'm thinking of the match like as if you know an actual match I I would have to say he's really um, he knows his stuff you know what I mean yeah he knows how to get in and out of things and maneuver and he 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 was good wherever I went to go put on him he get out. And, you know, he's a powerful guy too. So he definitely uh, was able to do a couple things to me that some of the other guys weren't able to. Yeah. Um. 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 What is what has been like your like worst defeat ever or like your your biggest defeat? I would probably say it was probably uh, Earl Cooter. Earl Cooter. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only reason why is because there was an interference. Uh, on the match and that's why I lost it otherwise I would have had him beat yeah. um, but somebody from the outside interfered and I got swept up and rolled up into a pen but uh, I think that was probably uh, one of the most um, because a lot of the fans too thought oh you know Rage has got this he's got this you know this is going to be a big one fan and then I lost it and, you know a couple of the fans and I felt like I let them down during that match too I actually had a little boy that always comes to the match like one of my biggest fans he cried so much his mom had to take him out of that place and they didn't finish the watching the rest of the show. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my so, god. I mean, to see that out and when you're in the ring getting up off the ground and, you know, who's already run out and I'm looking around going, what the hell is that? I look at the front row and I go, little boy, crying. I, you know, you had to go over and console him and say, don't worry about it next time, bro. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my god. That's that. That's amazing. Like you see that right there. It says it alone why you don't want to retire. Look at that. Just for exactly. kids crying like that. Amazing. Um, what does Earl Cooter mean as a teacher to you and as a fellow, you know, wrestler? Um, as a teacher, I give him a lot of credit. He's. I always say, if if you want to learn, it's by somebody like him, mm-hmm. because he is he's definitely a nitpicker. So he wants perfection. So, I mean, even on, just like I said in the beginning, when you first get into pro wrestling, you learn to roll, your bumps, stuff like that. And he wants it perfect, because that's basically the, the you know, the, 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 the core of what wrestling is. And uh, before you can even move on, you got to get that stuff down 100%. So, I mean, I, I, and he knows a lot. He knows a lot of people. Um, I definitely give him that much credit as far as uh, being a teacher. He's, he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestler-wise, um, I, I was never a fan of Earl Cooter as a wrestler, yeah. only because I guess it's the character too. Because when you're a fan, you watch something, you want to get into the character, the way he wrestles, maybe the storylines, and that's how. What that's really what puts you as that's my favorite wrestler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the whole package. Um, I, I think I think he's funny. I think he's a great heel as far as a, a wrestler goes. You know, I give him all that. Yeah, um, and the you know independent scene is huge from you know New York City where I used to reside to the Midwest to California. Is there any independent wrestlers in California or the Midwest or wherever that you're looking at? It was like, wow, I would love to one day you know at least grapple with that person if they ever come to New York or you ever go over there. Um, well, you know, one, I mean, we talk on the side sometimes, but uh, I'll bring it up. Uh, the twisted sisters, I would love to have a. a uh, whatchamacallit, a, uh, a match against both of them. Yeah, the Twisted Sisters will be excellent. Yes, you against the Twisted Sisters. Yeah. And thing- mean, even, even if it wasn't that, even if it was a six-man tag and I teamed up with them or something. I yeah. Mean, I, just, I, I, I think 
Yeah, definitely. I seen I finally seen Thunder Rosa in person when she came to Wisconsin and she's even excellent in person, great with kids and you know, you guys you guys have that similarity with the the whole paint and you know, the kids like the kids love you guys, you know, it's just so amazing. Yeah. You know, that would be a good intergender tag intergender match you against both the Twisted Sisters or a six men tag would be excellent. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. Yeah, that man. would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it would be. Anybody else you looking at? Uh, I like Papadon. Papadon, Greek god Papadon. Yeah, he's good. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever heard of BCW? I think um, uh, the Beer City Wrestling in Wisconsin. It is run by Frankie DeFalco. No, I haven't actually. Uh, Frankie DeFalco used to be an enhancement guy for WWE, and he runs the um, promotion BCW. It's a real good promotion. I think you should definitely look into that. Really cool. Yeah, Nah, not a problem. Um, a couple of more questions before I let you go. Um, what is the what is the key to a happy marriage with Kristen? Now, now you're getting into my personal life. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh oh. <laughs> Definitely uh, communication. Yeah. And like I said, I put my wife into a situation that we weren't married into. So I mean, to have someone that's gonna be behind you after X amount of years of marriage. Um, and, and still stay behind you in crazy world like wrestling is definitely, uh, I mean, if you can find somebody like that, then you've got gold. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who, you know, respects your dreams and, you know, follows your dreams and they say, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's somebody that supports you because I even seen her, you know, there at ringside with your shirts yeah. and, you yeah. know, getting everything together and she's a big supporter of you. That's amazing. Yeah. She's definitely And um, how how has it you know the I know the injury took a toll out of you and you know you've been sidelined for a while but um have you had time to like reflect on life or like focus on you like has has the injury changed you in any way? Um, it's made me more aware. Um, I mean, like I said, it was it was a freak accident, so I don't know how much more aware I could have been. Yeah, but it, it definitely makes me uh, you know like like. Since it happens, it's always played out in my head. You know, maybe if I would have went out the other way, where the wind wasn't blowing, that type of stuff, like little things like that, I think I'm more aware of now, and that, that includes anything. Yeah. If I get into the ring, and I, I'll probably just be more observant of my surroundings, let's say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, when you come back, um, is there going to be a change in your character, or is it going to be back to the same old rage, or do you have any tweaks that you're working on, like for your comeback in October? Yeah, there, there, there'll definitely be some changes. I don't want to give anything away, or uh, you know, give any hints or anything like that. But uh, uh, rage will definitely be more fired up. 
Oh, uh, and well, new tights, new face paint, anything new you can't say? I'm sorry? I said new face paint, any new tights you can't say, or? Um, I'm not going to say yet. <laughs> I'm still, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with a bunch of stuff right now, as yeah. far as like gear and, and, and face paint and uh, technique and all that stuff, just to see what, what if there's something out there that I can do that's better, you know, right now, but. Yeah, and my final question to you, Rage, is what would the rage of today tell the rage of yesterday? Oh, that's good. Um, I would say a good a good way of of seeing what rage was and what rage is is by looking at some of my old pictures, like I said, where before I had the ring gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what I look like now. Um, I don't even know how to answer that. That's amazing. And um, one more thing. Um, what what is what is your motto in life? Like, what's your favorite quote that you you've ever read and you incorporated into your life? So thank you for serving our country, Mr. Rage, if anybody doesn't know. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, I was in the United States Navy. Guys, how many years? Uh, I went in during Desert Storm, so they had a two-year enlistment. And I took a two-year enlistment because I wasn't sure if I wanted to make it a career or not at the time. Yeah. And, of course, I didn't make it a career, which was good. But <laughs> I, uh, so I did my two years and then got out with a, you know, with an honorable discharge, which was good. Yeah. Did you do you have there's any benefits to that? Like, you know, you can go to the doctor, you get the top notch doctors or is that just that's nah. no, none of that? No, nah, I mean yeah, I mean you you get your your benefits from it as far as like there were certain things that I got, you know, like this loans and everything like that. But, um other than going to see certain doctors and all that stuff now, I did I think my wife has better coverage than I do right now. <laughs> Oh man, um, rage. Um, any parting words? Anything you want to tell the fans out there that are hearing this? Uh, just stay tuned. 
bands in Jersey, Connecticut, and, you know, tri-state area further out that have been dying to see me down in Georgia and all that stuff. And I'm really working on getting uh, getting around a little bit more so that way I can actually meet my fans other than just speaking to them on uh, Facebook and online. Yeah, and if promoters wanted to get a hold of you, but, you know, you're not going to be doing any wrestling now, but they, they, they could just go on your Facebook page, right? Exactly. Hit me up on Facebook. Um, I pretty much friend everybody. Uh, you know, if you're a promoter, you know, send me a message, let me know if you're interested, and uh, we'll, we'll talk. Like I said, I definitely want to get out there. I want to get on a little more at the time. I have a backing from my wife, so, uh, <laughs> so we could definitely get something going. Oh, damn. Rage, I appreciate the time you've given me, man. Thank you so much, man. And um, positive vibes your way in New York City, man. And um, hopefully we can see each other again, man. Yes, definitely, bro. I hope so. Yeah, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.